1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
2: day. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast, and man, do we have a lot to react to. I'm James Erpine. We're on Megaphone, Apple Podcast, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, every single podcast posted to LockedOnBengals.com. On Twitter, at LockedOnBengals, at James Erpine, And obviously... Uh, There's so many angles to the game yesterday. I had to wait to record this so I could clear my mind, get my thoughts straight. So, well, I was giving you the best content possible. So here we go. Let's dive in. Bengals lose 23-20 on Monday night football. They were up 17-0, 17-3 at halftime. They had a 20-10 lead, a 20-13 lead. You could talk about the officiating 173 yards of penalties on the Bengals, which is a franchise record record. But there's plenty to dive into, and I'm going to start with topic A, which I think is on your mind, is on my mind, is on every fan and media member's mind that covers this team and is around this team, and the figurehead, the head coach, Marvin Lewis. 2003, he got his gig. Since then, he's, well, he brought the Bengals back to life. He gave them, he was reinvigorated. He got them energy, brought them energy through the Chad and Carson days, and then Just when it was petering out, well, he flipped a switch, and Andy Dalton and A.J. Green and that era came on, starting in 2011. That era should be over in a month. There are four games left in this season. Marvin Lewis does not have a contract, and I do not take this lightly, but there should not be another year for Marvin Lewis as the head coach of the Bengals, period. And I know a lot of fans are like, yeah, finally, finally you say that. I don't call for people's jobs. Very, li- I don't take that lightly. Do, do you have if you're in sales? Do you have someone saying, "Oh well, Rick should be fired"? No, I don't want to be that guy. But I don't see how, if you're Mike Brown and you're the Bengals organization, how you can look at the result of yesterday's game and not see why Marvin has to go. It's the same story. It's the same scenario. It's the same song and dance that happened a couple years ago in the playoff game that haunts a lot of Bengals fans to this day. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, had it, didn't. Somehow Big Brother just finds a way to win every single time. He's beat the Pittsburgh Steelers twice, twice at Paul Brown Stadium since 2003. That's twice. Plays them once a season. Twice. That's it? They were up 17-0. And then the poor clock management and uh, just the undiscipline and every single thing that hurt the Bengals in January 9th of 2016, the playoff game, the wildcard game, every single thing. It hurt them yesterday as well. I'm James Rapine and this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I don't take saying this lightly, but there's no way Marvin Lewis should be the head coach in 2018. And from what I've heard, it It'll be a mutual parting of the ways, but from what I heard, it's going to happen. I would put the odds. I would be shocked if he's the coach, and that isn't just coming from me. That's coming from people who know things that have told me, but with that said, who knows? Who knows with this organization, but with me, I just don't understand how you as a fan are going to buy what they're selling if they bring Marvin back, and he's been here since 2003. 2003. Think about that. 03, what were you doing? (laughs) What were you doing in 2003? Because I'm sure it's a lot different than now. Heck, (laughs) I've evolved through the Marvin Lewis era like crazy. I don't even want to tell you what I was doing in 2003 because I'll age myself. But, man, there's no way. I remember when he got hired, and I remember when he brought hope. And even after the playoff loss, I was like, well, there's no more wells. There's no more defending him. There's no more nothing. Marvin Lewis is a good football coach, but it's time for a change. Sometimes you have to break up with someone. It doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't mean anything. Relationships end. This relationship has run its course. If you're the Bengals, and by the way, we're going to dive into the hits with Vontez Perfect, with George Iloka, the narrative that's gone on in Pittsburgh. We're also going to hear from A.J. Green we're going to hear from, from uh, a Pittsburgh radio show host who discusses the George Iloka hit on Antonio Brown that tied the game. We're also going to hear from him on the Juju, Smith, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster hit, which uh, laying out Vontez Perfect. So you're going to hear that in today's podcast, but Marvin, it's time. It's time to go. There's no boys to men in the background that I'm playing. I did that a couple weeks ago. It's it. It's over. There's no end of the road. It's, it's, none of that's playing. It's sad. It sucks. It's not how a lot of people envisioned it in 2003. It's not how a, a lot of people envisioned it in 2013 or 2015. But that's the reality. Very rarely does it end on top as a coach, as a player. Marvin Lewis is going to end not in the playoffs and failing to beat Pittsburgh when he had a 17-0 lead a 17-3 lead, in a 20-10 lead. Outscored by 13 points in the fourth quarter. That's the bottom line. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. Subscribe on iTunes, Megaphone, the iHeartRadio app. And as always, make sure you check out LockedOnBengals.com.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: And let's dive into this. Because here on the Locked On Bengals Podcast, what I try to bring you is insight, audio, different things, different perspective that you haven't heard elsewhere. And... If you haven't heard A.J. Green after the game, this is A.J. Green. I've never heard him sound like this before. And uh, take a listen. Here's Adriel Jeremiah Green. It's tough, man. Like I said, you know, putting all this work each and every week for six months and it's just not working out. You know, if you look at all our games, we're losing, you know, by by a by small margin. Uh, but sometimes how the season goes, Um
0: continue
1: to get better each week, and try to win the next game.
2: You ever heard A.J. Green sound like that? Disheartened, broken, lost. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Looking at last night's game, I don't blame anyone who was at a loss for words, who struggled, who was wondering what the hell's next. And, And I'll tell you what's next, a new coach. That's what's next. And maybe the new coach... Keeps Andy. By the way, Andy Dalton played okay yesterday. He missed some throws, but he played okay. Like, if he played that way against Pittsburgh every time, that that that's acceptable. You're winning a lot of games with Andy when he plays like that. But my God. Didn't you know? And I was tweeting it out. Didn't you know when Vontez Perfect went down that that was probably it? When When you knew he was out and he was carted off, which is scary stuff that that was probably game over. And then the Steelers finish the drive with a touchdown to Antonio Brown, and George Iloka takes a helmet-to-helmet shot on Antonio Brown. I don't blame him. I know that sounds bad. I don't blame him. I'll explain why on the other end. But here is a Pittsburgh radio show host. It's the DVE morning show. And and here they they are going back and forth about the Juju Smith-Schuster hit on Vontez Perfect. And the Georgia Loca hit on Antonio Brown.
0: Juju's hit was within the confines of that particular play. Aloka's hit was well after, and I say well after, you know, in that context of, you know, a couple seconds, uh, was well after Antonio Brown had caught the touchdown, it was all over, and I believe was an intent to injure. It wasn't an intent to jar him loose from the ball that had already been established. It was helmet to helmet and was designed to, if not injure, then to cause distress. Juju's hit, while absolutely penalty worthy, was within the context of the play. If you look at the play, Juju's hit initially was, it's with his shoulder, which is fine, but it did catch part of Burfix's helmet. So, by definition, that is a penalty. I don't think that it rose to the level of the Heinz-Ward-Keith-Rivers rule uh, because it wasn't peel back. I thought the optics of Juju made it dirty, uh, but not, you know, there's degrees of it, you know. I don't think it was as bad as Ilocos. Ilocos was, he could have killed Antonio Brown. It was designed to injure.
2: That audio is from Randy Bauman in the DVE morning show in Pittsburgh, and he could have killed Antonio Brown. And it was designed to injure. Well, hell yeah, it probably was. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Look, if I'm George Iloka and I just watched Juju Smith-Schuster lay out Vontez Perfect and I have a clean shot on Antonio Brown, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for me not to take it. It's going to be hard for me not to light him up with my helmet-to-helmet and, and I'll worry about the fine, the fifty grand that I'll have to pay later. And I know that sounds awful, and James, you're so disheartened. Oh, my God, what are you talking about? You're, t- you're allowing good hits or, or tough hits or, or dirty hits. You're accepting those? Yeah, well, sometimes. Sometimes you just have enough. Sometimes you reach your boiling point. George Iloka hit the hell out of Antonio Brown. Maybe he should have went after the ball. But my God. The fact that people in Pittsburgh are defending the Juju Smith-Schuster hit. It was in the confines of the game. What the hell are you talking about? It was the most unnecessary hit. And I'm here's another thing. And you guys, feel free to send this to any Steelers person you want or fan. The karma thing that Antonio Brown pulled in the locker room where he said, It's karma! Tez Perfect isn't... Like, if you watch Perfect... Why he's known as a dirty player isn't because he has 800 helmet to helmet shots. It's because when he was a rookie, a second year, third year player, he would twist ankles, twist knees, do things like that. That's what he would do. Put pressure on, on, on quarterbacks, get up with putting his body weight on quarterbacks, stuff like that. Like that's why he's known as dirty. Helmet to helmet hits, no. That's not, that's not something that Tez Perfect has done a ton of. And I know you're going to bring up the playoff game, and you're going to say, oh, well, that hit on Antonio Brown. He's talking about that. It's karma. That hit wasn't anywhere damn near the impact or as hard as what Juju Smith-Schuster. And, I, and I'm hearing it, what, what he put on Perfect yesterday. And I'm hearing these ESPN national hosts, oh, it was a clean That's a clean play. Really? He got flagged twice on that play twice perfect wasn't looking helmet to helmet i keep hearing the shoulder it's helmet to helmet that's what happened period it was unnecessary so to me we can defend this we can go back and forth and all the round and oh my goodness they were both 30 hits Juju Smith-Schuster had the first one. George Iloka had the second one. And I'll be honest, if I was George Iloka, I probably would have taken that shot. I probably would have been out of my mind to a certain extent too. And I'm not a football player. Haven't played any serious football in my life. But I will say this. If I get fouled hard on the basketball court or if I get hit by a pitch in baseball, I played both of those sports, especially the fouled hard at basketball. You think I'm not going to bump someone back or grab them or hit them hard down the court? Absolutely I am. And maybe that's not smart. Maybe it's stupid. But that's what George Iloka did. And it, I don't really blame him for it. You might call me crazy. You might say I, I'm I'm dumb or ignorant or I'm one of those meatheads. Fine. Do it. F- I'm just saying I don't blame him. And th- that's the bottom line. But ultimately, the loss is what matters. I tweeted this when they tied it 2020. I'm like, all right, you have 341. I think it was 341 or 351. 351 left in the game. You have the ball. Injuries suck. Watching Burfitt get carted off sucks. Helmet to helmet, all these hits. The the Ryan Shazier thing, by the way, praying for him. Um, It's awful to see players go down and get carted off the field on any team, period. It's that simple. It sucks. But injuries suck a lot less when you win. Pittsburgh won. The Bengals didn't drive the ball down the field. You, you saw some uncharacteristic plays, man. Geno Atkins roughing the passer. A.J. Green drop. Then on third and two, I, I just wish Andy would have ran it there, didn't run it, get sacked. And uh, the Steelers do what the Steelers do. And once they got the ball back at twenty twenty, I think the whole world knew they were going to go down and get a field goal. I'm James Erpine.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: And I want to dive into one more thing. One more thing before we close up shop. By the way, Joe Goodberry will join me on tomorrow. We are going to do an evening podcast, Wednesday evening, discussing the film review that we normally do. I, of course, we'll, we'll talk about dirty hits and all of that, but this is the dirtiest rivalry in all of sports. Bengals-Steelers. It's not Cavs-Warriors. It's not North Carolina-Duke. It's not some stupid hockey team that no one watches. No, 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 no. It's Bengals-Steelers. And I know the Steelers have dominated, and they've just whooped them, win-loss record, and they've swept them the past couple years. Uh, you could say everything you want. But I'm going to tell you this, there's a reason there's so many dirty hits. I didn't think that the, the hits could get worse than what we saw in 2015. Ryan Shazier, helmet-to-helmet, clearly on Gio. Tez perfect lighting up Antonio Brown. But Juju Smith-Schuster's hit was jarring. And George Locus was too, launching with his head, helmet-to-helmet. Like, these hits are getting insane. Insane. And it is the dirtiest, craziest rivalry in all of sports. I haven't seen another one. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something else. Maybe there's a, a soccer team overseas where it's really dirty and physical or something that I'm not familiar with. But uh, I, I would like to see someone make that argument or, or find a rivalry that's dirtier than this one. And, and I will say this. When, when it comes to the game, the Bengals had the blueprint. I wrote about it on LockedOnBengals.com yesterday. Feed A.J. Green. They did that. Two touchdowns. Give the ball to Joe Mixon. Left with a concussion, but they did that. And then Giovanni Bernard, they got the ball to him. And Vontez perfect ball out. And before he got injured, he was killing it. Vontez Perfect was a man possessed. The Bengals showed up. I will say that. Give Marvin credit there. Give the team credit there. Their stars came to play on Monday night. Andy Dalton played. A.J. Green played. Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard. Their best players showed up and made plays. And, and that's just it, man. If you're going to go down, go down with your best guys. It's just... perfect gets injured. Mixon gets injured. A bunch of penalties. Same old story. Same old song and dance for Marvin Lewis's team. I'm James Erpine. This has been the Locked On Bengals podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Seriously. We're growing and growing and growing. It's all thanks to you. We're on megaphone now, by the way. I keep trying to remind you, megaphone, not iTunes or not not Audible. We are on iTunes. We will always be on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, as always. Locked on on Twitter at James at Locked On Thank you guys for tuning in. You can email me, by the way, if you want to vent. I can be your therapist. I can be your listener. James Erpine at ESPN fifteen thirty. Com. Thank you so much for listening on tomorrow's show, Joe Goodberry. And I'll also be in the Bengals locker room. So, a ton that we will get to. And man, I don't know. I don't know if the Bengals, I'll, I'll take it right now. It's going to be hard to recover from that and beat Chicago, even at home. And I know Chicago's easy and they should be a cakewalk. Losses like that take their toll. Who knows? I hope Ryan Chazier, Vontez, Perfect, all the injured players, Joe Mixon, get better, get well soon. And until tomorrow's show, I'm James Rapine. This has been the Locked On Bengals Podcast.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy.